Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Hey, good afternoon, folks. This is Pastor Larry with Freedom Ministries. Thanks for joining me today. It is Thursday, July the 14th. Uh, We are studying right now living the Christ life. That's the subject matter. We're studying that, living the Christ life. And we've been studying and kind of spending some time on the Christian's identity and the problem of the flesh. So what is our identity? What is it associated with? Who are we really as a Christian? And what is the problem that we all face on a daily basis. If you're listening in or watching on Facebook Live, thanks. Don't forget to like, share, and comment. Subscribe. Set your notifications on so that every time we go live, um, you'll be notified. So maybe you have an opportunity to watch and plug in if this is a different part of the day for you. Thanks for investing in yourself and growing spiritually. If you're on the podcast ministry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com, this will be episode 12 for you, so part 12 for Facebook and episode 12 for all of us on the podcast. Let's just jump right in, can we? We are listening and studying through God's Word about living the Christ life. Been on this for uh, quite a few weeks, and especially honing in on our identity and how we can live this Christ life and live victoriously. But there is a problem, and that problem is the same problem that all believers have, and that is the problem of the flesh. And we remember, what did Jesus say to his disciples? Do you remember that? In Matthew 26, 14, Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. We already know this. We know this to be very true because it plays out in our life. And our flesh is so opposite. Our desires, our wants, our thoughts, our emotions at times are in opposition and at war. What is it at war with? The Spirit of Christ in us, because they are contrary to one another. There are things our flesh does not want to do that God wants us to do. Jesus also said this in John 6, 63, that the Spirit Spirit makes us alive, but the flesh profits nothing. You say, Pastor Larry, what happens when I choose to walk on under my own devices? I choose to do only what I want. I choose to only desire what I want, think what I want, do what I want. Well, the Bible just tells us that it profits nothing. There is nothing good that comes from that. And this is why we're studying this, because Jesus is obviously revealing that there is a problem that we all have, and that problem is called the flesh. 
if I can remind you what the flesh is and what this is always referring to. So in the Bible, when it speaks of the flesh, it is identified as being that part of you that wants to live independently of God. And it desires, your flesh, it desires to do what we want to do more than what God wants us to do. You know, the Bible reminds us that in our flesh dwells no good thing, but there is good news. And that is what we have studied and what we've learned over the last several weeks is that the Christian's identity is no longer associated with the flesh. Now, let me clarify, you can live after your flesh. You know that because you know that you can still choose to sin, but it is no longer your identity. And this is so important because when we became saved, when we put our faith and trust in Christ alone, there was a spiritual operation that took place. Christ came in us, spiritually speaking, and created something new, made us alive. What was dead has now been made made alive. And there was a law in us prior to salvation, and it Paul referred to, and we've studied this over and over again, that there was a law of sin. But here's the thing. You and I are no longer identified with the law of sin that once characterized you and I, but we're now identified eternally in Christ. So something changed. Something took place. Now, yes, we're all capable of sinning even after salvation, but there should be something that is of a greater desire, and that is to please Christ, to live the Christ life. You and I have a new nature, and that is really what Galatians 5.24 is referring to, as well as other verses in Romans. But Paul said this, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and lust. Prior to salvation, I did not care about what Christ wanted or the Bible or church or any of that other stuff. And while I may have attended church and put up with it or even tolerated, right? I didn't desire the things that God desired. But after salvation, something changed. And that is my thought patterns, my, my habits, my emotions. And yes, I'm very capable of doing the same thing after salvation than I did before salvation. But Christ, who lived a sinless life, if I'm going to sin less, live a life that is less of sin, there is only one person that can do that, and that is Christ. And the good news that is that as a believer, Christ lives in us. So through his death on the cross, he, Christ, condemned the flesh according to Romans 8.3. See, at salvation, Christ came to dwell in you and in our spirit, according to Romans 8, 9, and 10. 
the one, Christ, who brought victory over the law of sin and death, which Paul mentions over and over again in Romans chapter 7, Christ, who brought victory over that, because only victory can be found in Christ, he brought us that victory over the law of sin and death, and now Christ, that victorious one, the overcomer, now lives within you. So the very essence of our being now is Christ. What does this mean? Christ is our new identity. While on the outside, you and I look the same because we haven't been fully redeemed until we get to heaven. But inside, there should be a desire of change. There should be a desire to live differently. So our life, the Christian's identity, is no longer associated with the flesh. But let me give you another big thought here. When we talk about the problem of the flesh and our identity, listen to this now. The flesh cannot, I repeat, the the flesh cannot enslave the Christian unless the Christian chooses to follow the flesh. Oh, we kind of poke fun at it and make the jokes, the devil made me do it. Or we put blame on other people or circumstances. However, if we're going to be truly honest and transparent and really desire to grow and change, then we must put truth where it is, and no one can actually make us do anything. It is our choice. Maybe growing up, you did something as a young adult, teenager, kid, and your mom and dad said, or whoever, maybe it was your grandma, grandpa, or your your person who you lived with, and um, they said this, well, if so-and-so was going to jump off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? What are they saying? We are kind of following maybe what someone else is doing. But the truth is, they didn't make us do that action that our parents were in disagreement with and we knew we shouldn't have done. We chose to do it. Maybe we chose to do it because we wanted to be cool or we wanted to be accepted or we just wanted to be one of the crowd. But the point is, we made that choice now, didn't we? See, before salvation, you and I were dead in our sins, according to the Bible. And the flesh, that part of you and me, that desires to live independently of God, it enslaved us completely. This is how we live. This was our only choice. Matter of fact, we really didn't have a choice, did we? Because this was our life. We had no choice but to walk in slavery to sin and to our flesh. But according to the Bible, prior to salvation, we had no spiritual life, and we could not please God according to Romans 8.8. What does Romans 8.8 says? Well, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. This is our description and our identity prior to salvation. My friend, if Christ lives in you and you are a professing Christian, I don't mean just in word, but 
you truly believe that you are saved, this should not be your, your identity. And it should not, right? It should not typify you. And it should not absolutely be your identity and characterize you any longer. Yes, even prior to salvation, we all did good things, I'm sure at times, but we did those on our own strength, in our own power, and we call that self-righteousness. But everything that we did prior to salvation is fleshly, and it was only temporal. And if I can remind you of what Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 reveals, is that the bondage that we were in, and I repeat, were in. What did Paul say in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3? And you who were dead, that's past tense, in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the age of this world and according to the prince of the power of this air, right? We obeyed Satan, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So this is what Satan characterizes. This was our corrupt and evil nature. Among them, we also once, again, past tense, in the lust of our flesh, living independently of God, doing the desires of the flesh, of the mind, and were by nature, that's that sin nature, that old nature, the children of wrath, even as the rest. This is referring now to what we once were. The law of sin reigned in us. It is what controlled us. It is what we desired to do. But a new law was introduced. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. When Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, through his work at Calvary, he, Christ, who was the fulfillment of the law, who was sinless, paid the price for all our sins, fulfilled every point, yet without sin, tempted in all points, yet without sin, he, Christ, and his life introduced through what he did the new law of the Spirit of Christ. So after salvation, there has been a new law introduced that supersedes the old law of sin and death, according to Romans 8.2. So let's look at Romans 8.2. Or if you're on the podcast, listen. For the law of the spirit of life is Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Listen to that. This is after salvation. This is what takes place the moment we put our faith and trust only in what Christ has done. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Yes, that law has been changed. You know, the law says, speaking of earthly law, says that you can't turn right at certain red lights. Have you ever gotten to those intersections? In New York, uh, while I was on a missions trip, 
I did not know that you could not take a right at a red light or even at a stop sign. That is just not done. Well, I didn't know that. And I was driving around and man, did a ruckus start happening. And the church planner that I was with, and he said, oh man, you did the worst thing ever. Everyone knows that you shouldn't take a right turn. And I said, well, where I live, man, that's a standard. You can take a right at a stoplight and at a stop sign and take a right turn even when it's red and as long as the coast is clear unless it's noted otherwise. And he said, not here. Well, I didn't know that. So there was a new law that supersedes the law that I knew because something now has been applied. So here's the thing. If you're sitting at a red light and you can take a right turn, even when the light is red, and yet you can choose to sit at the red light all day long, but there's no need to, what are you doing? You are making a choice to live according to the latter law or to the previous law. You aren't choosing to live according to the new law that was introduced. You can take a right turn at a red stoplight unless it's noted otherwise. So here's what I'm saying. The Christian can willingly choose to follow after the flesh and submit to that old law of sin and death. You can. You can sit at that red stoplight and wait till it turns green. You can. But there's a new law, depending on what state you are in, that you don't have to. Well, Jesus Christ has introduced a new law. And I want to give you some verses that explain this. Because remember, while there has been a new law introduced, the life of Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory, his life, the sinless one, living through us, thereby giving us victory if we submit and rest and yield to him in us. But you can still choose on your own to live according to your flesh, to follow after your flesh, and still submit to that old law of sin and death. And I want you to notice in the next few verses that I'm going to give you how the clear choice now facing all Christians. See, before salvation, you had no choice because you only followed your flesh. But now you have a choice. According to Romans 8, 1 and 4, we can walk after the flesh or we can choose to walk after the Spirit. We can choose to walk after the flesh or we can choose to walk after the Spirit. Because Romans 8, 1 and 4 says this, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. In order, verse 4 says, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. What is it saying? Obviously, you have a choice, my friend. You can, yep, live after the flesh, or 
you can live after the Spirit. What about this? In Romans 8.13, Paul lets us know that we can live after the flesh, or we can put to death the deeds of the flesh through the Spirit. Because in Romans 8.13, it says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. There's consequences. Yes, spiritually, but also physically. But if the Spirit, through the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So obviously, if, Paul says, that word if is conditional, which means you and I have a choice. What has your choice been lately? Have you been choosing to live after your own way in living independently of God? Or are you choosing to walk after the Spirit, which means I choose to live in a way that pleases and honors God. According to Romans 6.13 and verse 19, we can yield our bodies as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, or we can yield our bodies as instruments of righteousness unto God. So, That word yield, you know what the word yield means because you've been to those signs as you drive your car. Yield means to give the right away. We can give ourselves to the right away of unrighteousness and sin, which means we choose that, or we can choose to give yield our bodies, our flesh, ourselves as instruments of righteousness unto God. Because Romans 6:13 and verse 19 says this. Do not yield your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but yield yourselves to God as those who are alive from the dead, and your bodies as instruments of righteousness. Paul says, I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. He understood this battle and the problem that we all face. For just as you have yielded your members as slaves to impurity and iniquity, leading to more iniquity, even so now yield your members as slaves to righteousness unto holiness. What is he saying? He's saying that you and I, Christians, are not a robot. God didn't create robots. God allows you and I to make choices each and every day. Before salvation, we lived in the flesh under the law of sin and death. But this is no longer true. This no longer typifies and describes the Christian Because the Bible says we've been set free. Free from what? Free from sin. Sin hath no more dominion over you because a new law has been introduced and has entered into our spirit the moment that we trusted Christ and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Let me give you some concluding thoughts before we end today. Remember, The flesh is no longer your identity. Christ is your identity. And the flesh cannot enslave you unless you and I choose for it to enslave us. So, 
only by your choice can the fleshly law of sin and death have influence over you. Did you catch that? Only by choice. You know, it's much easier, isn't it, to blame something else? It's much easier to blame our upbringing, our parents, our experiences, our hurt, our disappointments, all the things or all the people that have done us wrong. And that may be true, and that may be overwhelming. I hear you. But you still have a choice. What will you do with all of that? How will you assimilate that? And really, what will you have control you? Are you in control or are you under God's control? Are others controlling you? Is your flesh, your mind, your wants, your desires, are you desiring to live independently of God? Well, my friend, that's the problem. And there is no way that we're going to have victory and live in victory and live the Christ life if we don't understand the problem that we all face. So then why do you still sin and follow the flesh? That's a good question. And you may still be asking that. What does God's word say that will happen when I choose to follow my flesh? And how do you keep from following your flesh and follow Christ, that spirit of Christ in you? So if I don't want to follow my flesh, then how do I actually get to the place where I follow Christ, that spirit of Christ in me? How do I get this victory? Well, next time we're going to study that together, and I hope that you'll join me, and I hope that you'll invite someone with you. Don't forget, it's every Tuesday and Thursday. The podcast is also loaded usually every Tuesday and Thursday shortly after this Facebook goes live. So even if it doesn't work for you to join me at lunchtime, maybe that's not a good time for you. Don't get discouraged by that, and don't just quit. Decide that you're going to set some time aside. Maybe it's before you go to work. And yes, maybe you are listening to it after it's been previously aired or uploaded. That's okay. You can study this and go through these studies every time it's convenient for you. And that's good. And the reason that we do it the way that we do it is so that these resources, growing through God's Word and getting the truth of what He says, available like we do, so that it's more convenient to fit your schedule. And so I just want to let you know, thank you for being a part of this study and being faithful to that. As always, remember, you are loved and you are prayed for. God bless. Take care. Thanks for joining us today for podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to podcast with Pastor Larry.